Welcome back to Embed with Lisa. Today I have an absolutely fabulous guest, somebody I've been wanting to speak to since October last year when we met at a conference. Her name is Tiffany Mugo. She is, you're going to love her. I don't even know where to start. Tiffany, thank you for making this happen and for like overcoming all of the obstacles. Please introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't already know you. Okay, number one, so happy to be here. Number, like, we will, we will overcome. Lisa, we overcame, and I love this for us. <laughs> Hi, I am Tiffany Mugo. I am an author. Um, I wrote Quirky Quick Guide to Having Good Sex, which was a fun vibe to do. A lot of, like, Googling, a lot of all <laughs> sorts of things, sitting in bars over drinks, having thoughts. Um, I'm also the host of the Basically Life podcast where I sit around with people from across the continent, asking them about their sex and love lives. And <laughs> right now I am a potterer around town and like a wine bar philosopher. Like that, uh. that is my year. I'm just, I'm just here <laughs> thinking about things, guys. Pontificate. I love it. Tiff, can I call you Tiff? <laughs> yes, you can, babes. Yes, you can. I feel like I can. You signed off one of your emails as Tiff. I was like, oh my word, we just crossed the line. Now I'm feeling very close to you. <laughs> no, no, we bonded. It's done. Like, and we're on WhatsApp. It's done. Yes. You know, when, when a relationship upgrades to WhatsApp, that is really something special. Uh, so you, you like touch so briefly on so many awesome things. Let's go back to the quirky quick guide to having great sex. Hola, you are an author and you put this together. Please tell us all about that. Okay, so for me, it was how this was conceptualized. Um, I was actually on like one of these like, you know, getaway things with like my family and stuff like that. And um, we were also with a family friend and we were having conversations around sex. And she was just like, it's really intimidating to like go and look for this information. And it's so widespread. Mm -hmm. And if you mess around and Google the wrong thing, you will end up down a rabbit hole where you will have to clear your search history, okay? So uh, like, we were having this conversation and I was like, actually, why isn't there just something that number one, has come out of the continent? Number two, where yeah. everything is just condensed, right? Because we yeah. live in a world of like TikToks and if a video is longer than 30 seconds, our mind is gone. Like, we're like, how long must we commit to getting information. So for me, uh, like, yeah. bringing together quirky was just all about like, you know, that listicle, that short, sharp information, that like just having it all there. And so yeah. quirky is just like this array of advice. So everything from like your quintessential, please get tested. These are like the STDs and STIs you should know about too. This is how you end like, you know, a sexual interaction, or this is how you have a one night stand, or this is how you send nudes because sex, like the way you yes. know Lisa, is really holistic. It's not just the physical act. So that's what Quirky is all about. Amazing. I love that you did that. And you know what? It takes courage to actually put something out there like this, something that is permanent because books are a little bit more permanent than a, like a TikTok. And mm -hmm. like you in what mattered you distilled it down into something that was actionable for people something that was relatable and like not too overwhelming because there are so many great books out there but they it's hard to get past like the you know the preface and it's a lot like I know for me I am like I always joke but it's actually not a joke it's very serious I'm a good 
conservative Kenyan girl, right? So I put out the sort of stuff where if I read it, I will giggle, yes. I'm still that person who giggles when any, whenever anyone says Uranus. I'm like, whenever anyone talks about the planet, I'm like, tee because I am not an adult, okay? And so I just wanted like information out there that I could use, right? Like when I'm yeah. having my more like conservative, overwhelmed moments, because like yeah. yeah, like what you're saying, some of the information out there is dense, eh? Because people take yeah. sex really seriously. Absolutely. No, they do. They really do. So you've created a quirky quick guide so that it is user friendly because we are users. We are people trying to have sex and we don't need necessarily always want a textbook when we need to have some advice. <laughs> you're like, please flip to chapter three, index one. Yeah. And you're like, woo, child. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> so tell me now, I really want to hear more about your podcast. So this, you, it's basically life podcast and you are the host and you invite people to just have real conversations about their sex life and in a holistic way. Yeah. So the idea is it's very free falling, very unedited. Uh, my sound engineer is always like, what hot mess? And where did you choose to record this? He's like, do you have no concept of like sound quality? And I'm like, but it was a really great cafe. He's like, don't record in a cafe. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So the whole idea is like um, looking at the way folks are living, loving, and type thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. So I just, I just come and mainly a lot of people, whenever they come on the podcast, they think I'm going to ask them a lot about their professional life. And then next uh -huh. thing I'm like, so when you had a fight with your partner two weeks ago that we were talking about, how did that resolve? And they're like, Tiff, like, we didn't talk for like a week. And then at the end of the podcast, they're like, what the hell just happened? I can't <laughs> so believe like, that they've divulged so much. Right. It's because I'm like, look, some of the biggest ways that we learn from other people is through mm -hmm. like this the personal right that's why everyone yeah. is always so wild for like autobiographies and biographies yeah. like yes we know that like michelle obama was first lady but people love when she sits there and she tells us about the times when obama and her were fighting right <laughs> yeah. yeah there's something about your personal and intimate life that is such a window right so yeah. like you can you can be like the best sex educator in the world but I always realize that, like, with me, whenever I'm on a panel, whenever I talk about my partner, those are the real bangers, right? I can yeah. sit there and be like, oh, these are the top 10 tips for, like, you know, yeah. doing this or doing that. But the minute I'm like, yeah, guys, so me and my partner, we're in a non-monogamous thing. And we had two mm -hmm. years of fighting, which is a real damn thing. Like, we had two years where it was... <gasps> wild like it was yeah. so wild but like it's almost like people learn more from that sometimes yeah. than than like you know any sort of like condensed information so that's what mm. basically life is about there's that element where i have like this free-falling interview where people are divulging all sorts of stuff and i'm divulging all sorts of stuff and the phrase so this is a safe space right <laughs> Yeah, safe, like, yeah, yeah. How, how is a podcast the safe space but anyway um like, <laughs> but then i'll also have like, <laughs> I, 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 I promise 
kind of a safe space. But like, then there's that element at the end of the podcast where I do give a whole bunch of information where I'm like, these are like, you know, ways to talk to your partner or these are types of non-monogamy you can try. Yeah, so, and podcasting is fun because you get to have conversations like these. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Tiff, that is amazing. And you obviously are somebody who makes people feel safe. I can feel it myself. I'm, I'm ready to tell you all of my secrets. Just, <laughs> you're just so welcoming. But I know, it. That, I do love that. I love that it's raw, free-flowing, unedited, because that is what people really learn, you know? And, and funnily enough, it, like you said, the things that you and I teach in the world are the lessons that we also need. Like, we're not experts. Well, I mean, I speak for myself. I may know a few things about sex, but when it comes down to the reality, right? And I specialize in helping busy couples to have more fun. I need that same help. (laughs) I need that same help. And last week I really needed my own help. It was a really overwhelming week and I was stressed and it culminated in like this boiling resentment that went on for like three days. I'm never an irritable person, Tiff. I'm not a grumpy, I'm not grumpy. I'm hardly ever grumpy. But I was like sunshine. You feel like sunshine. Like even when I talk to you, I feel like sunshine. I thought you said you feel like such shite, and I was thinking I did. (laughs) I love the way you were accepting it. You were like, okay, yeah, no, fair, but no, you feel like sunshine. (laughs) Oh. You're so kind. But my husband was like, oh, I don't know what to do with you. Like, this is so weird. You're you're being irritable. And then he says something, and I was like, I just am irritated. Like, I am irritated. It is, I am irritated. What can I do? And it ended up in a, in a fight that began in checkers, right? Oh. It started out over the toilet paper, you know, like little digs until the drive home, it erupted. And then we had to park in the car park and have it out. But actually it was a beautiful moment that it was raining. There were tears. It was like, should have been in a movie. <laughs> I love that. No, I love, cause sometimes you do get to that point where you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? Cause coupling is an extreme sport. Like, <sighs> Coupling is an extreme sport. Like sometimes I look at my partner and I'm like, you're lucky I love you because wow, fam, like this is, it's not me and I, it can't be me and I'm not the one for this right now. Really? Like, wow, yeah, exactly. How are we arguing over the cost of brand flakes and maize meal? And like, it was, it's, you know, it's getting to that point. How many eggs are the children allowed to have? And it's just, it's not that, but that makes you definitely not want to have sex because you know, they're moaning about this thing. It doesn't matter to you. You're just like, whatever. So it gets down to the absolute nitty gritty of real life that can prevent you from wanting sex. And I just was put in the shoes of of everybody who's saying these same things to me. And it just made me remember that, yes, positions are great. Yes, dick licking techniques are fun. But if you actually want to strangle them, and if you're so overwhelmed, there has to be something else as well. So yeah, it was like a personal reminder this week. <laughs> like that's the thing. And I think that's the, what a lot of people don't talk about. And you probably get it all the time in your work where people want, like, I know this is really cheeky of me with a book called Quirky Quick Guide to Having Great Sex, but people yes. want like shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, the book does give the impression of shortcuts, but once you get in it, you realize that there's so much other work. Yeah. Because people yes. are like, 
give me the like the way you're saying the dick licking techniques what lingerie should i buy as if i can mm. like send you a one pager and all of a sudden yeah. you're going to be swinging from the chandeliers i'm like have you dealt with like you know your interpersonal relationships how is finance like like dribbling mm. Like yeah, have you have you dealt with the fact that you've got mommy issues and that's why you're choosing the women that you like? like what so we're oh. So what do you mean we don't have a magic wand? Like it's sort of like so. What's your job then? And I'm like, my job is to make you realize that th this is so much more holistic. Yeah. Like there's so much more to this. Like the way you were saying, like you were irritated and you were in this space and you're arguing about maize meal, but it's not about the maize meal. It's not about yeah. the eggs. The kids can eat the <laughs> eggs. It's not about the eggs. <laughs> oh my gosh, Steph. You know what? It is, it's hard. And, and the thing is, there's a place for the quick guides. I even offer one pages of sexy date nights, but within that, it's like creating a container and an opportunity for connection that it just, like you said, it can illuminate the other things that need to happen. It can give you a tool to have those important conversations, right? It's, it's a whole thing. From meeting you in person, you are also just this energetic ball of, of power and empowerment. Okay, there were two words not to put together, but you know what I mean. Powerful empowerment. I love it. I love it. Put all the words you want to put together. Who shall hold you back? No. Thank you. Thanks. So you are an author. You are a podcast host. You are often a panelist as well. So I met you when you were at the conference for the Southern African Association for Sexual Health. Southern African Sexual Health Association is the correct order of those words. Please tell us a little bit more about that. How did you get involved? Tell us about the people you were with. It was so incredibly moving. And especially in a day, in like a whole weekend full of impactful lectures. But what you brought to that conference was not a lecture. No, <laughs> it was I, an eye-opener. I, 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 I am very bad at like attending panels because my mind wanders. Like my mind wanders even when I'm like, watching something really interesting so for me i think it's years of academia and years of panels when um i was invited to be in the space um because i i'd done a talk pre-covid for uh is sasha is the the yeah story. that's it yes yeah. yeah. i'd done a talk pre-covid for sasha for a podcast i used to do because you know you know you know our generation all we do is one podcast after another and then when you break yeah. up that friendship you're like, we can't podcast anymore. So that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Weirdly enough, actually, plot it's twist, it's actually that talk that ended that podcast. Because that's when I Ooh. realized that my podcast host was messy. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with you. But that's not the point. Anyway, so I did a talk ages ago, pre-COVID. And then um, somebody asked me, um, if I could do another talk this time. And then they're like, actually, can you be on this panel? And I um, realized that the panel I was on was going to be with two of my friends. And I, they're both completely out of the box. So the two people I was on the panel with, um, the one who was hosting it, Mamelo, is like, they're, they're both kinksters. And so I was just like, you guys love to do the rope thing. And they've done rope performances together. And I was like, look, I have touch, 
which is the other book that I curated, um, Touch Sex, Sexual Sex. Oh my gosh, I've forgotten the title of my own book. This is a mess. Uh, sex, sexuality and sensuality. Yes. So it's like, so I was like, okay, maybe I can read something from that whilst you guys do a rope performance. Mm. And like, then we can settle into this idea of queering sex and queering love. And like, we could just queer this moment and this panel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, because we're also like, you know, just, three kind of awkward humans. So we were like, what is the best way to do something where we're not as awkward? So I read from Touch whilst they did this whole rope thing. And then we had like a conversation because sometimes you just got to do things a little differently. And I think it was a little shocking to people because they were like, because there were some very serious people in that room. Oh yeah, there were. You know, the sort of people who were like, I have a question and it's not a question. It is a statement on your body of work. Those are the sort of mm-hmm. people. That were very serious mm-hmm. people. I loved it for myself. But yeah, no, that was that was fun. Yes, that was yeah. actually quite fun. Mm. It, and you didn't appear awkward. None of you appeared awkward. It was shocking in that it just woke us up. And the interesting thing is that conversations about sex can get very, very serious, like you said. And you know, people are really passionate about about the direction that conversations go in and it was intense over that weekend it was illuminating empowering and intense there was so much I learned so much mostly about all the stuff I still don't know like it was like eye-opening so to have the mm, I I saw the I saw the program and like there were like some big topics there like some some like you know PhD this is my dissertation like levels of levels yeah Wow. Absolutely. It was a privilege because people were sharing, like you said, their life body of work, mm. their body of work they dedicated their whole life to. And they were they were demonstrating and explaining it. Wow. I mean, it was a privilege. So what I loved about your panel was that it was a breath of fresh air. It was real. It was like this is now it was a performance. Yes. And a yes. thought provoking performance. It was beautiful and moving like and also like it wasn't awkward like I know you said you were awkward you guys are awkward but I didn't feel that but I did feel like it was so intimate right the rope performance was incredibly intimate so it wasn't a feeling of awkwardness but it was a feeling of a is it okay to look can I keep looking this is like so feel so private <laughs> like because like, with them um, especially Tapiwa and, and Mamelo, they've done like, I, cause we came up with the idea because they'd actually done it um, at the beginning of the year at a different space. And even mm-hmm. then I can completely understand. I think what saved me being on stage was I was reading. So I was booked and busy. Okay. <laughs> but I've, I've watched them do it and it is, I can completely get that where like I spent half the time, the last time they did it doing this being like, Oh wow. Like, you know, I just I just gotta take this call one second, like type thing, because it does feel so intimate and it feels like yeah. you're intruding on something and like you know, because that is what sex feels like for all of us, right? So like mm-hmm. you know, like, even if you see people like making out, you're always like, ooh, yeah. but it's also a very natural thing and it's out there. Like, yeah. but then like how do you navigate? Like if I walked in on someone having sex, I'd be like, Okay, my, this is my bad, right? 
But if I like walked in on someone like, I don't know, putting on deodorant, I'd be like, okay, you know, make sure you cover the whole armpit because it's a musty day. Right? Like, so it's just this, this overwhelming thing sometimes. But like, you know what? We'll be okay, I think. Maybe. And the funny thing is, if you did walk in on someone having sex, you could probably offer a number of pointers. You could say, oh, no, the clitoris is actually here. Maybe yeah. you should add some lube. <laughs> like, sir, are you lost? Come on now. now come on, come on. Make your way to the back. Slowly now, slowly now. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> ease it in, ease it in. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Touch, the book which you forgot your own title to. So Touch, Sex, Sexuality and Sensuality. Is it an entire book of poetry? So no, it's not even poetry. It's actually essays, right? Okay. So it's a collection of essays from... Um, queer folks around the continent but it doesn't say it on the cover because we're trying to get the straights in um right like it's, it's gorilla it's gorilla what's it but it's it's, <laughs> it's a collection of essays around sexual experiences across the entire spectrum from mm. like you know being like super super straight to being pansexual to like you know look touching on asexuality to it just touches yeah. the entire spectrum and the entire experience. And we mm. wanted it to touch on everything, right? To like look at sex and dating and engagement from all of these different like, you know, sexual identities. Um, yeah. And it was, it was like, and we also wanted it to have multiple contexts. So there's essays from Kenya, from Mozambique, from like Ghana, from South Africa, like, and so it brought together like all of these like writers and artists mm. in different ways to write about their experiences. Um, and so it was just, it was a very interesting sort of thing to curate because you see okay. the different ways in which people interact with sex and engage with sex yes. and how your context and your sexual identity and your gender and this and that affect the way you like have sex. Like, so the, some of the stories were like, there's this one person who flies all the way to Thailand, I think it is for like a sort of rendezvous thing, right? They both, you know, it's, but no, 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 it does not go well, right? Like oh. you get there and it's at awkward at first. And then the person's like kind of not so great. And you kind of end up being like, the person they went to meet was so not worth it. And you, you kind oh, of, no. everything inside you then wants to just sort of social media stalk this person to see who is this level of trash, right? Oh. And then, um, you know, there's other ones that are talking about how there's one that um, series of essays, not series of essays, but like one essay that's all about how somebody has sex through grief. Um, okay. And they wow. And it's uh, talking about all the sexual experiences they had after mm -hmm. their mother passed and how they were trying to run away from that grief through this. And then, you know, there's the one I wrote, which was just full-blown heartbreak. I was just like, I wrote it in my feelings. I was, so it's a, it's a letter to the person. This person does oh. not deserve this letter. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, it's like different things um yes. yeah and, and so it was it was really interesting and fun to curate 
because you just got to see all these different intimacies and Mm. yeah Wow, that sounds so, so vulnerable. How does it feel having that out there? As an author, like you've got these babies, these pieces of work out there in the world. Like, how does that feel? Weirdly enough, I don't think about it. I always Mm -hmm. joke that I have, um, (laughs) this is probably going to sound so problematic, but I'm like, I have the hubris of a white man. I'm like, it's out there and I feel nothing. And I feel like I should have done it. And it's cool. And I've moved up and it's fine. Like I, um, weirdly enough, I have this um, just way of being with the stuff that I produce where I'm like, here yes. you go. And once you take it and it's out there, I'm like, it's, it's not, it's not, not, it's not my circus, not my monkeys anymore, mm-hmm. but like do with it what you will. Like here yes. it is do with it what you will i'm like i don't know if i have the time to be feeling vulnerable about this it's already hard enough that the top yeah, of this I, I cannot feel vulnerable about the fact that there's something out there i'm like it is fine Definitely. it is out there good for it you i love that i just i think it's brilliant like the, and it's a liberation you have gifted this to the world you've put that piece of your heart out there like off you go, go fly, little babies. Little oh, piece God. of my soul, devastating right. lessons, my heartbreak. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, go, go be free, go be free. Because I feel like I'm one of those people. If I started being in my feelings about it, oh my gosh, I'd be way too deep in my feelings about it. So I'm just like, you know what? Just breathe, let it go. And like, look, if people have feedback about it, then we'll have feedback. It's the same way mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who I'm just like, when I write an article, like when the editor sends it back, I'm like, my, my, my feedback is always, as long as you have not fundamentally changed the core idea, mm. we're okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to be precious about this. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Yeah. And there's, so, there's like such a, there's such differing skills, right? Writing and editing, like editors are amazing. Right? <laughs> I don't know how they do it. They make things so much more easy to understand they just yeah I'm, I sometimes I've had an editor with me today because I feel like my words are coming out funny <laughs> that's the beauty of podcast. No, but like you see that's you must just say things and hope that they land <laughs> yes we hope that everyone listening just gets what we're saying well I do, I'm sure they will okay so there's something else Tiff we haven't even touched on which is another incredible um, accolade of yours so not only are you an author and a podcaster we haven't even touched on the fact that you have done TED Talks, right? Ah, uh, the TED Talks. Those uh, are That is amazing. Congratulations, first of all. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, oh I love I lo- I loved this for me. I love this for me. Thank you so much. I um, love this you know, speech. Like, they were actually, those were very nerve-wracking. I will not lie. I will not lie. They were very <laughs> nerve-wracking. Um, and it was, but it was really great to be able to do them with my partner. That was, that was, I think, one of the funnest things to do, like researching, uh, figuring out, condensing the information. I remember like being set like pages of things, like they sent me pages and pages of like research. It's like, make this into a speech. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is a lot. Yeah. are short, right? Like, yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and you have, and it's so weird, the whole process where like, you know, there's rehearsals and they make you say, they, they like, they want to see your speech before. And then even once you do it, they're like, you know, they're like, we can edit 
down to like the wire, whatever it is you need. It's it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it was it was very nerve wracking. But I got a free trip to New Orleans, which <gasps> is exactly oh like the way you did. Oh, uh. gosh. the French Quarter is the one. And we went during Halloween, so you know oh New Orleans oh, very seriously with like the voodoo culture and stuff. No, oh, yeah, good times. But like it was it was very interesting to be able to speak on that topic in that space and looking at sex and sexuality from like an African point of view. And I mm. think that was not discombobulating for people, but like you know, everyone always has the idea of like the minute you hit the continent, like no one knows anything about sex. Everyone is super traditional. And and so going mm. back into the history and going back into the present, or going back into the present, that makes no <laughs> sense as a sentence. But yeah. <laughs> so oh, like you're catching <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so like actually exploring that like as a topic was like really dope, especially within an American context. Because one yes. of the things they kept like pushing back against was where your sources. And I'm like, I am literally giving you all of these incredible people, like who are doing mm. incredible work all over the continent, mm. but because they're not based in Brown or Oxford or whatever, you're like, where are your sources? So that was, I think, the mm. one hiccup of that process. Because I'm yeah. like, do you understand how much incredible work is being done? Like, if you look yeah. at like, even just a space like Sasha, like, incredible, yeah. but like, for some reason they were like no so having that conversation and eventually like them allowing all of the sources and etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah no it was really great to be able to explore that in like multiple spaces wow. i would love to know what was the topic that you actually spoke on there and how did it come about like how did you get that opportunity so the topic was if i remember correctly how to have a healthier relationship with sex okay I think, I think that was the topic and so we looked at um you know sort of the past the present the future of like sex on the continent how people have engaged with sex the different ways you mm. can think about sex and like speak about sex etc and with ted x cape town yeah ted women mm -hmm. cape town um i think we got recommended randomly we like okay. we did not know that you actually apply for TED Talks. We did not. Oh, know so that. you were invited? That's incredible. Yeah, people apply. It's like, like a whole yeah, thing. No, it's a whole damn thing. <laughs> like I was just like, wait, what? Um, so like with with TED Women Cape Town, uh, we were invited and it was super super dope. And then um with TED Women, um, we I was actually just like checking the holler email one day, and I saw this email from somebody at TED Women being like, would you like to come? This is when it is. They even, they even gave the venue and everything. I opened up that email and I was like, this is a scam and I closed it. I was like, yeah, yeah. This feels like a scam. <laughs> this feels like one of those, submit your paper to this journal. I was like, get the hell up out of here. It was 6 a.m. I did not need that smoke, okay? That was <laughs> like, so later on, um, I'm checking uh, like the email again and I'm like, let me just like read this email one more time. And I look and I'm like, this feels kind of official. And then I look uh -huh. at like who signed it off and I'm like, so I went and Googled them and I'm like, oh, it's Pat Mitchell, the head of Ted. And I'm like, oh, this is a real thing. And then and I Googled the, um, 
I Googled the venue and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, wait, this could be a real thing. And so when I emailed them back, they're like, no, no, this is, this is like, <laughs> this is real. This is not like a phishing email. I'm not going to suddenly ask you for your bank account number and your ID number to be like, in order to, no. And so like, that's how we ended like up doing TED Women. Wow. And we were like, okay, okay. So this is, so we're going to do this. We're going to do this one more time. And this is incredible. Like, and so deserved. Oh, thank you. Because like, we're like, we did it last time. And the really fun thing is we actually had a bet as to who was going to be able to do the TED Talk as flawlessly as possible. And mm -hmm. I, the non-thespian in the, in, in, in the pair, won. I won. Oh, like, I, it's been like, how, I don't know, like five years or whatever. And I'm still holding on to this win. I bring it up <laughs> every few months. I'm just like, you remember that time I won at TED Women? And it's like, we can't keep doing this for the next 20 years. This is not Oh, you a can. No, you can. Right? Thank, you forever, you can. <laughs> Thank you for affirming me. Because I will bring it up. And actually, you know, I'm going to go bring it up right now after this podcast. Yeah, good, good. You must. I feel like you should have like a weekly, a weekly celebration. Like I remember like that's what I did. And there's still so much more to come, I have no doubt. But this was really <laughs> worth celebrating, too. Like I, all I know is I wanted women in the relationship and that's that's <laughs> gonna be brought up. That's gonna be brought up again, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it must. Always. So tell me then, what more do you have going on? Because you you briefly mentioned you said that you received the email to Holla Africa, but you haven't spoken about that. And you said at the beginning that you were busy like, you know, being a wine bar philosopher. So so what is happening in Tiff's world right now? So right now I'm still running Holla Africa, which is our sex and sexuality platform, which is where all of this was birthed from. All of these ideas, all of it is based in. So we're actually trying to sort out our website today because apparently our, our security certificate ran out. Like, just it's a lot. Um, but oh, yeah. Yeah, no, guys. <laughs> the, the S on your URL anymore for a little while. Like, that's something um, like that. It's, it's just so hard out here, guys. I just, yeah. So there's holler and doing that on a day-to-day, -day, but also because, you know, burnout is a real thing and we do actually need to start trying to take care of ourselves last year was a lot balancing a degree and work and being on boards and doing all sorts of things um so this year i'm trying to just breathe like tomorrow is what i call epsom salts day where at some oh, point okay. I will, at one point i will just sit in epsom salts for like 45 mm -hmm. minutes listening to a podcast because i'm trying I to get the toxins out of my body like it's just there's just a lot of breathing this year, just a lot of breathing, a lot of taking things slow. It's also just been like, you know, just uh, at the beginning of the year was a little bit rough with a couple of like people in the family passing and stuff like that. So it's just Sorry. about, oh, yeah, no, it's OK. So it's, I think it's also one of those things when you go through a period like that, you're like, guys, life is for living. Hey, like, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, like what is it about if life is not just for living so there's just a lot of chilling yeah i'm going to go see chilling. art on friday like i'm feeling I, i'm feeling very cultured darling i'm going to go see I, I, art. I, like what kind of art are you going to I, see i don't know i'm just trying to like 
I don't know. I think it's fine art. There might be some sculptures. I don't know. Look, I'm just happy to be here at the end of oh, the day. Oh, just, just, you're going to go and appreciate art. I love it. Okay, so let me just ask you this. This is important. When you're going to sit in Epsom salts, are you going to sit in water with Epsom salts? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, like so I probably should have clarified that. Like, I'm not just going to sit like, on a pile of them. I think just got this image of me sitting like on like a small mound of Epsom salts. And they're like, is this a sex thing? No, it's, it's 100% not a sex thing. It is a deeper thing. <laughs> I also love an Epsom salts bath, but then I thought you might be like in on some knowledge that actually it's better to just sit on it, on like a pile. <laughs> and the next thing you know, somebody's like, I heard on in bed <laughs> that. Yes, Tiff says you should actually just roll in salt. <laughs> just butt naked. No, please, please do not do that. I don't know what your skin condition vibe is like. And then next thing True. you know, you've got a rash. I just, I don't need that. No, no, no. We don't want to go there. So, Tiff, I also wanted to just ask you, you mentioned in your book, this this popped up in my mind and then it left again and now it's back. So in your book, Touch, when you were talking about all of the different essays that have been, um, that were submitted and curated by lots of different kinds of people, it is Pansexuality Visibility Day, Pansexuality and Pan Romantic Visibility Day very soon. And I wondered if there were voices from that community and if you know much about that community. I don't know much about it. And I wondered if you could illuminate us if you happen to have any knowledge. I was putting you on the spot a bit. I know, right? <laughs> Let's see, you know, I say problematic things and I'm cancelled. Oh, my days. Um, no, but like, yes, no, there was, I think there was one, no, there were a few essays that were like, you know, by people who identified as like pansexual. And so like, I think with pansexuality, one of the things that I really appreciate is the broadness of it, right? And the yeah. all encompassing, because it's yes. about, it's one of those hearts, not parts type of, yes. um, you know, like, you know, on that side of the sexuality spectrum, right? Definitely, you know, yeah. Go on, I'm sorry. You know that, no, no, don't worry. You know, you know how this digital realm is, having these digital conversations. It's like a seance. Can you hear me? Are you there? Mom? Are you there? It's amazing. <laughs> so like with pansexuality, I love how inclusive it is and how it's just like encompassing so much more in terms of the sort of people you can be romantically attracted to, um, sexually yeah. attracted to, the sort of relationships you can have. So like, I think like one of the ways that I've always viewed it um, is that whole idea of like, you know, hearts, not parts, because, you know, yeah. like it, it goes past gender, it goes yeah. past like the sexuality of the other person, because there's a lot of ways, you know, certain parts of the sexuality spectrum are a lot more prescriptive. Um, yeah. It's a lot more free, you know? Like, it's, not quite, it's not quite queer, which is like on the other side where you're just like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, there's there's still that, like, you know, openness and inclusivity because people are just dating out here, hey? And if you open yeah. yourself up, there's, like, 
some amazing experiences you can have in these streets. And mm. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for giving that insight and for having the courage to also share from your heart like that because, I, like I said, I didn't prepare you at all for that. I just know that that's coming up in the calendar. So thank you for sharing it. I had a conversation with Dr. Patty Britton a little while ago. She's a mother of sex coaching and she told me that sitting is the new smoking, right? Oh, yeah. She says it is bad for us it's bad for us like pelvically because you know there's a lot of energy in the pelvis and when we're sitting down a lot like that can become stagnant so let me just tell you let me tell you the story Tiff and anyone who's listening for my birthday I took myself to the chiropractor <laughs> you know what you know what it's the small wins a win is a win a win is a win like look babes we will we will we will we will treat ourselves how we need to <laughs> I'm soaking in Epsom salt, and for me, that's a, that's a big day, okay? Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. going to the chiropractor. A win is a win. A so, win is yeah. a win. And you know what? The last time I went to a chiropractor, I was pregnant with my son, who is now 15. <laughs> and the guy said to me, please, you need to come back after you've had this baby. So I was like, I will. And I did eventually go back. But the reason I wanted to share this... <laughs> the reason I want to share this is because it was so funny. Okay, Tiff, he started out with a flipping vibrator on my back. I'm not even joking. And it was amazing. I mean, obviously, it was a special chiropractor vibrator, but he like stuck the <laughs> He stuck it on my back, on my lower back for like, I, it was, it felt like ages. Like it must have been at least one minute, but I want to say three minutes. And then he moved it slowly up and then back. And then he turned it up like three times. I couldn't believe how much more powerful this thing was getting. It was getting more and more powerful. I felt like I had melted at one point. Like like my molecules were just all over the place, you know. It was weird. And I was thinking, well, if all I needed was a vibrator, like I could have made a plan at home, you know. <laughs> you needed a professional. Say people need you as a professional, you needed a professional. Like, like, oh, I did. But the funniest thing of all, because that's not even the funniest bit, it was like a bad porno for anybody who overheard, right? Because as he was like working on the muscles, the deep muscles, and I think from where the pain was for the whole week afterwards, I think it was my psoas muscles. I don't know. Google <laughs> thinks it was my psoas. It was... He, the way he was working on it, right? He kept saying in his Afrikaans accent, "Yo, it's tight, eh?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad porno. You know what? I love it's it. Tiny. I'm just gonna say we need the audio from that as the next episode of this. Like, like that's what we need. You're like, you shouldn't even go on air. You should just be like my hour at the chiropractor. And then just be the entire show. <laughs> just imagine what's going on there's no like, there's no like context just listen yeah. in to this vibration sounds of could be pain or pleasure and it's tidy yo it's tidy <laughs> i love that <laughs> and he, he, just, he did check in a couple of times to say are you coping are you still coping you know so i was like wanted to give him my red and green lights feedback <laughs> Look, look, we, we love a king of consent, okay? We love a king of consent. Yeah. 
we just should have had a safe word and then we'd be all good. <laughs> oh my word, Sarah, but it was such fun. And I'm just, I just love you. You've just made me want to just chat. Like this feels like such a comfortable chat. So I just want to say this, thank you this, for like giving us your time today. This was amazing. This is amazing. And like, look, we just need to like reunite in Cape Town again. I think that's yes. what needs to happen. Where do you actually stay? Do you stay in Cape Town? No, I live in Joburg. Like, and I'm, I'm in Durban. You're, you're in Durban. Yeah. So let's not worry about Cape Town. Let's like meet in one of our spots. Right. <laughs> like, one of our spots is very legitimate. I think that's what we need to do. But like, yes. I'm so happy that we made this happen. Like, look, Me too. we overcame. And I love this for us. We did overcome. And listen, for anybody who can't come and meet you in Joburg, where can they find you? Where can they come and, and meet you online? So you must come and find me on Instagram, right? Because I post memes. I take my meme posting <laughs> very seriously. So at Kagsmugo, K-A-G-S-M-U-G-O. I do have thoughts on Twitter. Um, I've been having yes. a lot of thoughts about space, right? And how I mm -hmm. could never go to space. But I've been watching a lot of shows about space. So obviously, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. So that I put those on Twitter, on at Tiffany. Oh, yeah. I don't then, think I fully That's going to change now. No, like, no, my, tw my Twitter is it's just me degenerating about all sorts of random things. Uh, space travel, <laughs> you know, travel within the Earth, right? Mm. Like, but I, I'm not one of those people. You're not going to go on my Twitter and be like, see a thread on like you know the different ways in which society must unpack content consent no i am not a serious person anywhere on, on my social media <laughs> but do come find me on so holla africa if you go to um, www.hollaafrica.org you will find all of our stuff there where i am more of a serious person but you don't know it's me and that is the problem <laughs> you can't know it's yeah. me <laughs> I love it. I'm going to share all of these links. Tiff, thank you so, so much. I feel like you're my new BFF in Joburg. I just loved this chat with you today and, and your song choices. Thank you for those too. I know everyone is going to love you. So please go follow Tiff on her social media platforms. You're going to discover what an absolute pleasure she is to be around. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.